You've probably heard the expression, the healing is in the feeling, but I want to tell you that the healing is actually in the expression of the feeling. We always are tempted to suppress our emotions, ignore them and ignore our intuition. But today I'm going to show you how expressing your feelings will actually help you to heal, move forward and grow. Becoming the best version of you requires you to show up every day and is the best decision you will ever make. Sea Change is the podcast that shares the simple steps to creating your ideal life. Wherever you are, whatever your age, whoever you thought you were, in this Sea Change, C stands for coach. I'm Coach Mel. It's time to start showing up. The healing is in the expression of the feeling. We know from psychologists that there's hundreds and hundreds of emotions that we can possibly experience, but essentially they boil down to six basics. Love, peace, joy, anger, fear, and sadness. The thing with emotions is what we tend to do with them is we tend to suppress them. We try to think our way through an emotion rather than actually expressing it and feeling it. It's really important if we're going to deal with our emotions, be they positive or negative emotions, that we have to feel them. We need to dig into them and explore them and trust our intuition around the emotion. There's no such thing as a good or a bad emotion. Even the so-called negative emotions like anger, fear, and sadness can save your life. They have a very real and definite purpose. Sometimes they're essential, but it's when the emotions control us rather than us controlling our emotions that they start to become a problem. The thing that you need to understand about your emotions is no one can make you feel anything. The way you feel about a situation is a choice. Anger is a choice. Fear is a choice. Love, peace, joy, they're all choices. You may not feel like you're in control of them, But if you learn to process your emotions and actually express your feelings, you'll find that you can then choose the way you react to a situation. Actual emotion is a chemical process. It lasts between 60 and 90 seconds, and then the chemicals start to dissipate. So how we express our emotions after that 60 to 90 seconds is essentially our reaction to that emotional feeling. And we can choose how high on the scale that we express those emotions. So if you imagine a scale of one to 10, you can say, okay, I'm feeling about a four on the anger scale right now, rather than going straight from zero to 10 in one jump. But the only way to do that is to actually have control of your emotions. And a lot of people don't. And the reason we don't is because we spend our entire lives suppressing our emotions rather than expressing them. And the emotions build up in us. Have you ever had a situation where you've seen somebody react in a way that is way bigger than the event that triggered the outburst? In my experience, when the reaction is larger than the event warrants, you're dealing with old emotion. So old anger or old fear or old sadness. And those emotions can come back and bite you when you least expect it if you haven't expressed them and dealt with them in the past. 
So what I'm going to talk to you about over the next few minutes is how we can look at our emotions and process them and express them in a way so that they don't control us in the future. I want you to imagine that your emotions are like a bucket of water. So when you imagine you've got a leak in your roof and you put a bucket under it and the the water gradually drips into the bucket. As the bucket fills up, it will overflow. Now, the overflowing of the bucket is essentially what occurs when there's an outpouring of emotion. So be that an angry outburst or crying at the drop of a hat or a panic attack that's attached to a fear. These are the sorts of uh, ways that we express our emotions and it becomes an extreme reaction that we haven't nece- we don't necessarily have control over. Imagine that you could regularly empty the bucket so that the bucket never had to overflow. This is precisely what I'm talking about because over our lives, we suppress our emotions because society tells us to do that. And all we're doing by suppressing the emotions is just leaving them in the bucket. And so the bucket is going to get full and will eventually overflow. The thing with emotions is you can't think your way through a feeling. People will tell you to. How many times have you been at, say, at a funeral and you're sad and you're justifiably sad, you're at a funeral and people will come up to you and they will say to you, don't be sad, think of all the happy times. So essentially what they're saying is don't feel what you're feeling. So you're being told to suppress your emotions. How many times have you heard in your life someone say, don't be sad? So people are saying to you, don't express that feeling. Don't even feel that feeling. Just just suppress it. Just push it down until it doesn't exist anymore. And then they say to you, think of the happy times. They're telling you to think something. You can't think your way through a feeling. The only way you can deal with a feeling is to express it. You need to get it out of the bucket. And the only way to do that is to actually allow that emotion in. You have to actually lean into the emotion, not run away from it. And we're going to talk about that a bit more uh, down the track. So at the beginning of the episode, I talked about there being essentially six basic types of emotion. We tend to label them as either positive or negative, but the react, the reality is they're not positive or negative. They're just, they just are. Uh, so love, peace and joy are the emotions that we tend to try to encourage and we try to express more easily. And people are generally pretty good at expressing love, peace and joy. Uh, anger, fear and sadness are the ones that people tend to try to suppress and ignore and, and make go away. But as I said earlier, those emotions can save your life. Fear will stop you from playing in traffic. These are the things that you need in your life. They're your, you know, your lizard brain emotions that will actually stop you from doing things and get you out of situations that you need to get out of. So they're not emotions that we should be suppressing, but they're emotions that we need to understand so that we can deal with them and we can be in control of them rather than them controlling us. So if we go back to the example of the bucket, if your buckets are full, you're no longer in control of when the bucket's going to overflow. So we need techniques to be able to empty our buckets out so that they can have capacity for these emotions to to fill our buckets again because you can't avoid emotion. 
you know, you're going to have situations that make you angry. You're going to have situations that make you afraid or sad. And that's perfectly normal. That's part of being human. And it's really important to feel those emotions. But what we're trying to do is ensure that they don't control us. So if we want to allow more peace, love, and joy into our lives, there's ways that we can encourage those emotions and and feel those emotions with greater capacity. So joy, the best way to invite joy into your life is simply to laugh. So, you know, grab your friends, get on YouTube, find some comedy routines, sit down and just have a good laugh. Make sure you laugh every day and that actually invites joy into your life. The best way to express love is to do things that you love. So be that a hobby, be that spending time with people that you love, doing things you love, whatever it is that that helps you to express love. These are the things that you need to focus on so that you can express love more readily and on a more regular basis. And peace, I've talked about this before in other podcast episodes where the best way to encourage peace is to spend time in nature. So go for a walk, have a walk on the beach, have a walk in the bush, uh, experience the peace of nature without your headphones on and just be in nature. And that's the best way to encourage peace. So now I want to talk about how we empty the bucket on the anger, fear and sadness. Because these are the emotions that will overtake you and overwhelm you. And so these are the ones that we really need to ensure that we process. So sadness is easy. Uh, You've heard the term having a good cry. The reason it's called a good cry is because a good cry is actually really good for you. Now, women aren't too bad at doing this. Grab a bunch of girlfriends, put on Titanic or some other equally soppy movie and just have a good cry. It doesn't matter what you're crying about. The actual act of crying will help you to empty your sadness bucket. And the more often you do it, then the more effective it is. And when I say the more often you do it, you actually need to schedule this. So make an appointment in your diary and depending on how full your bucket is, and it won't take you long to figure it out, will determine how often you need to schedule this. So it might be once a week to start off with, and then perhaps you can drop it back to once a month. But you actually need to schedule this. Uh, It doesn't necessarily need to be putting on a sad movie. Sometimes you can just trigger it yourself. I mean, I have a habit of crying in the shower. And so some mornings I will just stand in the shower and cry. And then you get on with your day. And it really helps to process your sadness by having a cry at a time when it suits you. Because we've all had those situations where you just kind of burst into tears at the drop of a hat for no real reason. And that's generally what I was talking about earlier, where the reaction is greater than the trigger. And that's because you're dealing with old grief and old sadness. And so if you regularly cry when you schedule it and when you're in control of it, then you're emptying out that sadness bucket so that you've got capacity and it's not going to overwhelm you and it's not going to overtake you. Men by society standards tend to struggle with this. What we often find with men is they don't know how to express sadness. And so when their sadness bucket is full, that will often manifest itself as anger. So even though what they're feeling is grief or sadness or sometimes even fear, it will actually show itself as anger. This is actually one of the reasons why domestic violence is such a problem in our society because we've got men who are sad and or frightened and instead of expressing that effectively, they 
express it as anger and they take that anger out on the people around them. So if more men had the ability to actually process their sadness and process their fear at a time when they were in control, we'd probably have a lot less issues with domestic violence. Now, anger is another one that you need to process, but you need to process it in a way where you're in control. So there's an amazing technique that feels a bit strange the first time you do it, but trust me, go with it. It really does work. And again, this is something you need to schedule. So two o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, you need to schedule in processing your anger. Now, the way you need to do this is get a punching bag if you've got one. If you haven't got a punching bag, a couple of pillows will do. And what I want you to do is lay the punching bag on the floor or on the end of your bed or stack a couple of pillows up on the end of your bed. And I want you to kneel down on the floor. So you kneel down with your bottom resting on your heels so that you're resting on your legs and take your hand and make a fist. But I want you to use the side of your fist, not, you know, this isn't about punching something. This is about using the side of your fist and you raise your fist up above your head like you're using an ax. So imagine you're you're chopping uh, with an ax. So you're using the side of your fist and I want you to, you start off in your first round, start off on a, if we imagine a scale of one to 10, we're, we're sitting at about a three. Okay. So what I want you to do is raise your hand up above your shoulder. And as you do that, I want you to breathe in through your nose. And then while you're doing, when you come down, breathe out through your mouth with an audible sigh. So it's like, and then it's, and you're hitting whatever it is, whether it's the punching bag or the pillows, you're hitting it. Now, remember in this round, we're only at a three out of 10. So this isn't all out. Now do this for about 30 seconds. So you breathe in and then you hit down at about a three out of 10 with an audible sound. So do this for about 30 seconds, then take a bit of a break and see how you feel. Then in your second round, I want you to dial it up a bit. I want you to dial it up to about a six out of 10. Now at this point, this is when people usually say to me, but I don't feel angry. I'm not angry about anything at the moment. And that's okay. What we're doing is we're training our body to be able to turn our anger on and off at will. Rather than your anger just coming up and controlling you when you don't want it to, you're now going to be in control of your anger. And so you'll be in a situation where rather than your anger overwhelming you, you'll be able to go, hmm, I'm feeling angry right now and sort of almost disassociate yourself from the feeling rather than it controlling you. So in this second round, we're going to dial it up to a six. And again, for about 30 seconds, same action, we're at a six. So the the sound that you make is going to be a bit louder and the force that you hit the pillow with is going to be a bit harder. So do that for about 30 seconds and then take a break and see how you feel. Now, this is one situation where fake it till you make it actually works. As I said, the first few times you do this, it is going to feel weird. It's going to feel strange and you're going to think there's no way this can possibly work. But I'm telling you, the more often you do this, you will actually find that the anger starts to come from somewhere where, you know, you didn't even know it existed and it can really start to, to overwhelm you. 
So have a bit of a break and then we're going to go into the third round. Now in the third round, we're really going to dial it up. We're going to go for a 10 out of 10 and you're really going to go to town on these pillows. Now, remember to bring your hand up high above your shoulder because what you're actually doing in doing that is you're opening your chest up and physiologically that is actually going to help you to process the anger. So you're going to be really whacking into that pillow. You're breathing in hard. You've got an audible sound as you're breathing out and you're really going to process this anger. So do that for another 30 seconds and then just rest. Now, as I said, the first few times you do this, you may not even feel anger as you're doing it. And you may feel like a complete fraud, but trust me on this, this is something that you will get used to and it will become something that you'll schedule into your life and you'll actually process your anger so that it no longer overwhelms you. So give it a go. It's it's really important to empty out your anger bucket because there's no other way to process your anger because if you process your anger by taking your anger out on somebody else, it's not actually going to empty your anger bucket. It's actually going to put more emotions into your bucket. So you need to process your anger in a way that nobody else is impacted. Now, the last one I want to talk about is fear. Now, I'm actually going to do another podcast episode on fear itself. But the thing with fear is you need to talk through fear. You need to actually feel it and explore it and understand it. So fear that isn't expressed effectively often manifests itself as some kind of panic attack or anxiety. And the thing with fear is you can't run away from it because if you run away from it, it doesn't actually go anywhere. And all it does is follow you around and and come up when you least expect it. So with fear, you actually have to lean into it and you need to feel it. It's like the monster under the bed when you're a kid. You know, when you actually look under the bed and the monster's not there, the fear disappears. Fear's like that. You actually have to look at it and you have to explore it and you have to be curious about it. And when you do that, you can talk your way through the fear. So it's essentially a case of looking looking at the fear and just kind of saying, well, what is this about? What is the worst thing that can actually happen? And how is that going to manifest itself? And what is the likelihood of that? And what can I do about that? And just being curious about the feeling and leaning into it and allowing yourself to feel it is often enough to actually get the fear to dissipate. So if you choose to process your emotions rather than actually letting them overwhelm you, you will then be in a situation where you're in control and you can then choose how and when you express your emotions. The number of times that I've heard people say to me, oh, but I didn't have a choice. You know, I couldn't help it. He made me angry or he made me this or she made me that. I remember once I saw an episode of Dr. Phil and he was talking to people about a married couple about fighting in front of their children. And he was basically saying to them that you should never fight in front of your children. And the couple was saying, well, we can't help it. If I feel angry, what am I supposed to do? And he said, okay, imagine you're at a dinner party with the queen, the president of the United States, you know, your nana, anyone else that you have respect for. Imagine you got angry at that point with something that your wife did. Would you express the anger in front of those people? And the guy said, well, no, of course I wouldn't. That would be rude. And he went, okay, so we've established that you can choose whether you express the anger or not. So if you can choose not to express it in front of the queen, surely you can choose not to express it in front of your children. 
And that was a pivotal moment for me because that was the time when it really crystallized to me that the way we express our emotions is absolutely a choice. And we can make a different choice. You don't have to let your emotions overwhelm you. What I want you to do over the next week is have a look at your anger, have a look at your sadness, have a look at your fear and explore how you express those emotions and whether you can get to a point where you're in control and that they no longer overwhelm you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Please rate my podcast, Five is Good, and head over to my Facebook page and leave me a comment to let me know what you think. And you can check out my website at coachmel.com.au. And until next time, show up and be your best self.